there, I'm Jacqueline Clare. I am a visual artist and storyteller. My genre is spiritual realism, and this is sort of a play on words. It both describes my visual art, my paintings, and it also puts a finger on my approach towards spirituality. How can we encourage each other to strive for and believe in our loftiest, most aspirational aims? You know, how can we truly go for being the most forgiving, loving, pure, honest, etc. versions of ourselves and also hold this space of loving compassion and friendship and be really honest about the thorny, rocky road that this life can be, you know? I believe that if we can hold that honest space and have those honest discussions about how far we fall from where we want to be and not just be like, yeah, well, that's it, that's, that's all we get, but be like, yeah, ouch, this sucks sometimes. And also, like, get up and keep going and keep striving. And that's really what I'm about. And it's a relationship I try to nurture with myself. And again, it is this idea that I hope to spark in both my paintings and in the conversation spaces that I host around my artwork. So I've done something really unique in about the last year and a half where I have used my exhibition spaces as an opportunity to share spiritual stories and elicit conversations around these lofty ideals. I have a show called Awaken to Your Life as a Spiritual Journey, and it is this blend of art show, storytelling, and conversation. And I always like to start off by reminding all of us who are there that awakening to your life as a spiritual journey is not some concept. This is not another concept to add to our lives or to nod our heads and listen to and then, you know, sort of go on with our day and forget about. I believe we are actually slicing into the age-old ancient questions about what is the meaning and purpose of our lives. And I believe that it is to become aware Everything that we experience in this life, the petty disappointments and frustrations and the great sorrows and joys of life and driving to work and having a baby being born and watching someone pass away and passing a test and failing another, that everything that we experience is actually spiritual in nature, that it is for the evolution of our souls and the refinement of who we truly are, that all of these are just constructs. Our life is actually the construct. And the purpose of it is for us to grow spiritually into our 
strongest, most virtuous self. And virtue, I don't mean in some sort of Puritan sense. I mean virtues like courage and love and forgiveness. You know, these are really powerful, strong virtues. And that everything in our life is really for this purpose. And I believe that the more consistently we remember this, because I do believe it's more of a remembrance of our higher nature than a discovery. The more consistently we remember this, when we are heartbroken, when we are ticked off in rush hour traffic, that this remembrance is the source of fortitude and perseverance and joy and courage and perspective, all of those experiences and qualities that we all yearn for more of in our lives. So there's nothing more amazing to talk about with people and hopefully ignite in each of us because it's, it's, it's not just me giving something. It is me absolutely learning from my audiences and reminding myself. And there's nothing more important, I think, for us to explore together. So my show takes these seven paintings that I created during a short but intense period of crisis and challenge in my life, which I will share a little bit with you. Not that my story is super unique or frankly even interesting. It's actually in how ordinary it is that I think that it's worth sharing because we all go through periods of crisis and challenge in our lives of whatever scale or duration. And I feel that the most potent reminder we can give ourselves and each other in those times is that things change. Brother, sister, things change. Situations evolve often profoundly for the better. And for me, each of these seven paintings is like a tangible proof of that reality, like the sand and the oyster that causes great agitation. But then from that process, a pearl is brought forth. And the paintings are also special because they were created in solitude. And now they have become these magnets to host these spaces, to bring people together, to have this exploration, and to also talk about my source material. Uh, my source material for the show is partly my own life and also this beautiful mystical book from the Middle East. It's from the Baha'i faith tradition, which is the faith that I come from. And it is called The Seven Valleys of Baha'u'llah. And it's based on some Sufi mystical concepts. And it really contains this universal guidance and elucidation of the stages of spiritual growth that we can all go through in our lives. And the fact that, you know, these paintings that I created create this opportunity to explore this profound mystical text, again, in this very like nitty gritty down to earth way is 
just so humbling and amazing. So the story behind the series goes back really to my childhood. All of my life, I've been in the field of acting in film and television. And in 2013, I moved from Texas, where I grew up, to L.A. to obviously be in the epicenter of that industry. And once I was there, in one of those, like, God said, ha, sort of situations, after a few years, this long-distance courtship arose that started to bring my attentions back to Texas. And of course, it had all the perfect nuance and specificity to sort of get me, get my heart. But what I see now is so valuable about that time is that it created just enough detachment from this path that I was on that takes a lot of dogged determination anyway. And it allowed me to examine this path And just check in and examine the integrity of that path for me at that time. And I do wonder how often we give ourselves that grace to just check in and make sure what we're working so hard for is still what feels right. So in the summer of 2017, I did this experiment where I didn't officially completely move out of L.A., but I came to Texas for this extended, long-term, indefinite visit and to obviously see what it was like not being long distance. And the creative and professional trade-off I made, since I wouldn't be in L.A. acting and auditioning, was that I would pick up painting. And it wasn't quite as out of the blue as it might sound. My mom is an amazing and accomplished artist. And so the plan was that I would train with her in painting while I was living in Texas and seeing how all of this was going. And two things happened very quickly once I was in Texas. And the first was that I just began to fall in love with the art studio practice. And I found a relish and delight in the work itself that I didn't remember feeling with acting. And the second thing that happened was that the courtship fell away. It dissolved very rapidly. And, you know, I'm just so tempted always to like breeze over this part of my story because it seems sort of petty, and it's been enough time that it no longer hurts. But to do justice to it and to all of our heartbreaks and loss in life, it was a very painful time. And what happens, I think, in those experiences in life that rub us raw is that we're a lot more likely to turn to our creator, our source, and ask those really important questions, like, why am I here? And I was certainly doing that at that time. And you know, it's so amazing, because that courtship thing, it was just the tip of the iceberg of this much bigger and deeper transition that was happening within me, and in my own life. It was as definitively as life gets, life is not a movie. It was clear beginning, middles, and ends. But 
As much as it gets, that summer was the end of my old world. And the priorities and goals and self-identifications that went along with that. And it was the discovery of this new world and this new calling in visual art that in fact felt way more authentic than the old world ever had. But that's not to say that that space in the middle, you know, to use that Brene Brown, the messy second act, the messy middle, is not absolutely fraught and terrifying when all the dust has been kicked up and nothing has been figured out or put back on the shelf. Those messy middle spaces can be so scary And we all go through these ends and beginnings in our lives over and over again, you know, where the old reality no longer fits and we we haven't figured out what the new reality is yet. And I remember saying to my housemate back in California that I felt like I had gone through this vortex of change and had not yet rematerialized. And I was like, dust, you know, particles just like tumbling through space and I hadn't come back together as a solid form. And I also think right now on this planet as a human family, we're going through one such transition where like the old ways no longer fit. That daily we're losing faith in institutions and ways of doing things and being that have always been. And we know this time is like rich and pregnant with opportunity to recreate these things so much better. But we have to be so compassionate and patient with ourselves because we're living through a lot of rubble and chaos. And, you know, in that summer, I definitely did not feel like I was, say, living through Seven Valleys, this mystical book that my show is based on. You know, it wasn't like I had the perspective that like, ah, oh, this is for my spiritual growth and this is so beautiful and wonderful. You know, it didn't feel like Seven Valleys. It just felt like one, like the trenches. But with just a little time when the healing started to really be noticeable, I saw how there absolutely were peaks in that time, very much encapsulated in the artwork I created. And that is what I find so mystical and interesting, that in that space of just an intense couple of months, I did complete no less and no more than seven mystical landscapes that have become the basis for this show awaken to your life as a spiritual journey and have led to all of these really deep conversations with audiences across the country. So that's a little bit of my story. Thank you for listening, my friend. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard, and we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time. <laughs>